<laughs> All right, if you got Jalen Hurts or Jonathan Taylor in this upcoming week, sorry, you're probably going to lose your playoff matchup. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. Tonight it is me and Ryan recapping week 15. How are you doing tonight, Ryan? Good. How are you? Doing good. We're uh, wrapping up the end of the season. I am effectively pretty much eliminated from every fantasy playoff I could potentially be in. So I'm focusing on Dynasty because that's really all I can do. Uh, what about you? Yeah, um, pretty much out of the playoffs and all but two leads. So I'm just focusing on those. That's really all you can do, I think, really, at this point. Guys, if you like what you hear at Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to us here on YouTube. You can also listen to us live on Twitch and Twitter. You can leave voicemails and hate mails at www.garbagetimeff.com. And make sure to listen to us in audio formats anywhere you find us. And Ryan, how do you win this Miles Sanders card? Uh, you got to like a video. Subscribe to the channel, leave an Apple review, and comment that you have done that. All right. Without further ado, with that, get that into your kids' stockings, and let's get into the news. News updates. All right, first little bit of news we have tonight. Bijan Robinson is declared for the draft, and I think that is going to be very important to dynasty owners. What's your thoughts on Bijan Robinson for the upcoming season? Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be like, I mean, probably going to be the census number one, right? Depending on where he goes. I would probably think so. I don't see anyone overtaking him in a lot of spreads. Uh, Jalen Hurts has a banged up shoulder. Do you expect him to miss more than a week? And are fantasy owners that have him absolutely screwed? I think I don't know about more than a week, but it's definitely sounding like they're gonna be they're gonna, he's gonna miss his upcoming week. Um definitely sots for fantasy owners out heading into the playoffs. Uh but when your last name's hurts, it's kind of like you just you're just asking for it. Just try to get that changed. <laughs> yeah, speaking of hurt players, Jonathan Taylor's probably out for the rest of the fantasy season. Does this one hurt even more than the Jalen Hurts injury? Uh yeah, that definitely hurts. I mean, John, I mean Jonathan Taylor hasn't had a season like what he had pre like last year, but he's he was still starting to put up pretty pretty solid numbers, and that's definitely going to be a big hole. Hopefully, hopefully people have listened to some of our hand handcuff episodes. Um, what are your thoughts on the uh, what is it, uh, Dion? What's his last name? It's Deion Jackson and it's uh, Moss over there. That's a very concerning backfield. And if you want to know what we think about that, you're going to have to listen to the waiver show. Sorry, guys. Yep. Uh, also, Mike White is not expected to play this Thursday. It's just very concerning for the Jets' weapons going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or do you think they can still get it done? It's, it's definitely concerning. I mean, I think for fantasy purposes, Mike White provides significantly more value to the other players, um, Zach Wilson did has, did manage a decent week this week. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, but it's just I don't know if you can really 
if you didn't spot that coming into this upcoming week. Ravens are not committing to Lamar Jackson for week 16. Is this something else that's concerning to fantasy owners considering we don't know the health of him going into that game? Or if you have him, do you have to play him if he starts? Uh, definitely a concern. And, you know, for concern for all the weapons too. I mean, Mark Andrews has pretty much been a non-factor without Lamar Jackson there. And then last two things I have for us tonight, uh, Bears designate Khalil Herbert to return and the Packers have waived Sammy Watkins. So thoughts on these. Do you believe Khalil Herbert's going to be a part of that backfield in the last two weeks of fantasy playoffs? And do you think anyone will pick up Sammy Watkins? Is it worth absolutely anything to fantasy football if he is picked up? Um, I definitely think Khalil Herbert's going to get some work. I mean, he's he's been a part of that offense when healthy. Um, I have no interest in Sammy Watkins, even if he gets picked up. I don't think it's going to be – I don't think he's going to get a significant workload to justify being fantasy valuable. All right, you ready to get into the recap? Let's do it. Uh, playoffs but they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook you play to win the game all right i'll let you speed us all the way through this show kind of like the raiders player just did on the last play against the pass this past weekend so go ahead and go right yeah we're not going to talk about that um so for me i i broke it down by position so what what do you what position you want to start off with? You know what? You always like to go really beefy with the wide receivers, so let's get that juggernaut out of the way. Okay. You know, I, I was a little bit light on the wide receivers this week, actually. I kind of hit the running bats harder, but definitely not your flavor, usually. We will go wide receivers. So we gotta talk about Zay Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Um 109 yards, three touchdowns. He's been a top 10 wide receiver in three of the last four weeks. Would you say he's probably Trevor Lawrence's favorite target at this point? And is he a must-start even against a pretty tough Jets defense? I mean, so anyone coming off three touchdown performance, I think, is a must-start even going up against the Jets defense. Um, yep. And that defense was a little bit exploited by some no-name players last week. I think there's a chance that Quentin Williams comes back and plays for them, which will help get pass rush against Jacksonville. And they are also losing their left tackle for the rest of the season. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. But listen, when someone has 109 yards and three touchdowns, you play your biggest players and your best scorers in any given fantasy week. So I think Zay Jones is an excellent matchup, even on a Thursday night game against a tough defense. I agree. Yeah, you got to play him. Um, one that might be a little bit more, a little bit tougher of a decision. KJ Osborne, 150 yards and a touchdown this week. Are we calling that a fluke? I'm calling this a fluke for the reason that they have three decent wide receivers. They've got uh, Hawkinson in that offense, Delvin Cook. I think there's a lot of mouths to feed, so I wouldn't trust playing K.J. Osborne outside of a flex position. I agree. I think it would be a risky flutz at that. I'm like um, the next player on your list, Justin Jefferson, who had 123 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's not a ton of news. It's basically what he does, and you have to start him. Absolutely. Um. So AJ Brown continues to, in your words, rob the Eagles <laughs> with another 181 yard uh, game. You're, you're <laughs> he's oh my dogs. He's a must start, right? Even but, what do you think if what do you think without Hurtson? Yeah, well, I only thought he robbed them for one week. So you saying that I am gleaming that they are getting robbed every single week is bullshit to begin with, but obviously you just have to continue playing him. He's an absolute dog, like your dogs over there. 
So, yeah, I think you absolutely have to play A.J. Brown. Uh, I think you have to play Devonta Smith. You just have to play all the Eagles' weapons. Going now, how much weeks. are you tempering your expectations if Jalen Hurts is out? Uh, that's a tough one. Who's the backup? I, I haven't even checked that because Jalen Hurts has been so amazing this year. I don't even know who the backup is. I'm, why don't you let us know who that is? Eagles. Um, their backup is... Oh, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, no, I think you could still throw him in there, and A.J. Brown could still have a good week. Minshew is a very comparable backup, and it's pretty decent for fantasy when he does play. So, yeah, go ahead and play your players. I agree. Um, Another one. So, Russell Gage managed to score some points despite Brady committing to giving Cincinnati the ball as much as possible. Um, <laughs> only 59 yards, but did get two touchdowns. Do you think he's a, he's a safe flex play? No, I'm not playing him. I'm completely okay. avoiding this position for the Patriots. Brady, What's the listen, box? the yards have been there. He turns the ball over too much, but there's a lot of weapons, and Russell Gage has not been consistent enough. Uh, this is not something that I'm willing to risk in the last two weeks of the playoffs. Okay. Another kind of risky one that I think might be a little, might kind of be a roller coaster as well. Noah Brown for Dallas. Six receptions for 49 yards, but two touchdowns. Has he officially passed Michael Gallup in this offense, and are you trusting him on a weekly basis? He has passed Michael Gallup in this offense, but no, this is another one I'm avoiding the last two weeks. You have to play your stars, your most consistent players. This is the kind of situation where you would play as A. Jones over him. Uh, is he the worst option in the world? Absolutely not, but I hope you have something better on your roster rolling into the last two weeks. Agreed. Um, a little bit more, probably an easier answer. Chris Godwin remains Brady's favorite target. Eight receptions, 83 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, you're playing him if you have him, right? Even with Brady struggling. The PPR just format for that offense that runs from Brady to Godwin has been established. It's back. It's consistent. You absolutely are playing him, and he's going to give you those wide receiver one upside numbers. So, yeah, going for your fantasy championships over the next few weeks, you absolutely have to play Godwin. And you're avoiding his teammate, Russell Gage. Yes. Um a kind of rookie breakout that has been has been fun to watch recently. Jahan Dotson, great game versus the Giants. 105 yards and one touchdown. Um, kind of outpaced Terry McLaurin this past week. Uh, what do you think about him going forward? I think Jahan Dotson has that kind of speed that will keep him very comparable in the league. The breakaway kind of speed that lets him separate from corners and allows him to be very prominent in that commander's offense. A lot of people who were able to draft him very late in dynasty drafts, uh, late second, early third round, really may have gotten a steal with Jahan Doxson. And I think you may see that more pick up and where you'll see that value in dynasty leagues going forward. As for a redraft for him next year, uh, it, it's tough to say where he falls because we don't really know what the commanders are going to do at quarterback and what they're going to do at the wide receiver position. It kind of seems like a team in flux. They may draft someone young who may like him as a target, may like some of the other guys because there's a lot of weapons on that offense as for playing him the next few weeks i do like him as a flex player yeah definitely agree um next up so jamar chase basically had a huge game last week but kind of what we expected to happen with t hitting his entire board both healthy kind of returned back to his norm still 19 fantasy points a very strong wide receiver two with and can do wide receiver one numbers at any given point is that kind of what you think we didn't expect his baseline to almost be if with Higgins and Boyd both healthy? 
I think Jamar Chase is going to be league winning the next two weeks. Um, they, the Bengals have a few tough matchups coming up here, and I think they're going to really start to turn it on with them competing with Baltimore for that division. Um, I believe they are going up against the Pats next week. Am I right? Yep, they got the Pats and the Buffalo Buffalo for week 16 and 17. Look for both those teams to look to shut him down, but I think that's going to just encourage Joe Burrow to throw to his best weapon even more. And uh, regardless, I, I don't think anyone's going to be able to shut him down. I think he's going to be the kind of player that helps you win your league over the next two weeks. So look for him to go over those numbers. Yeah, and just one thing to note, too, even with kind of coming back down a little bit, still saw 13 targets this past week. So Yeah, so absolutely getting peppered. Um, Mike Williams finished with only four receptions for 67 yards after a big game this week. Um, I think that was more of a result of Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler both having big weeks. Where are you seeing him going forward? So now he has officially taken the shoes as the new Tyler Lockett. Lockett is now consistent. And Mike Williams is the new Tyler Lockett. So look for him to be a crapshoot every other week where you Mm -hmm. might get those wide receiver one numbers or you might get wide receiver three numbers. But guess what? You have a shot for a really high ceiling for him, so you're going to play him every week. And when you're trying to come home with the hardware, you're not worried about it. So play him, hope for the best. All right, next up. Uh, Chris Olave seems to be trending in the wrong, uh, wrong direction. Only three receptions for 53 yards this week. Where are you placing him right now? Are you are you concerned? Are you still starting him? I'm concerned, but he's gotten you to this point in the season. That not getting a lot of targets up to that point is really concerning. But like I said, at this point, I'm still playing my best players. He's a prominent name in that offense. He was a big part of them getting there, and the Saints are now in desperation mode to remain relevant. Uh, I think they're going to look to see what they got out of their young players the last few weeks. And Chris Olave is one of those young players. So I'm a little bit concerned, but I'm still playing him. All right. Um, Brandon Ayuk has been pretty, pretty consistent this season, but did have a down week this week with only two receptions for 19 yards. So definitely may have hurt some of these people in, um, in playoffs right now. Uh, are you, are you just saying this is a flute down game? What are you doing going forward? Are you still playing him? No. So Purdy has a tendency to, I think, check down a little bit. Um, he's safe with the balls. He, I think he has a tendency more to go towards the tight end and the running backs just based on the experience level. Ayuk is someone I would look to trend away from, I think, the last two weeks. Um, I like Purdy as a potential quarterback two option. We'll see that see that in waivers and with Jalen Hurts being out this week, you may have to look at him in the final week. But um, in terms of Ayuk, I think I would tend to look at some of these other players. Okay. And uh, kind of a tough matchup versus Washington coming up this week. And then Las Vegas after that. Um, DJ Shark, who was in a couple of our waiver episodes, uh, had a very poor showing uh, one reception for, 18 yards. Uh, they have Carolina coming up nuts. What do you, are you, you still thinking flats? Would you still start him? I think you could uh, probably still flex him. It is concerning. It's someone I've never believed in Chark, especially in that kind of format. I think they're going to want to see what they got with Jamison Williams. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown's there too. Yep. But they're fighting for a playoff spot. Veterans are very useful. 
you really have to look at those matchups. And honestly, who is Detroit playing this week? They got Carolina, and then week 17, they have Chicago. So, I mean, decent matchups. I think you probably could play Char, but I don't love it. Okay. All right, and that's all I got for wide receivers. Were there any that you wanted to touch on? No, I'm good there. Let's hit the running backs next. All right, the running bats. Um, so we got to talk about this one. Came out of nowhere. Well, I say nowhere, but he had a big game last week too. Jarek McKinnon finished as RB1 bat-to-bat weights with 30-plus points. How how much are you trusting this production going forward? It seems like KC is always hard to predict. Well, he's done it two weeks in a row. Uh, honestly, Pacheco wasn't absolutely terrible either, which was kind of surprising. Not the best, but not the worst. Uh, but McKinnon seems to have established himself the last two weeks. It's so fucking weird with the Chiefs. It, yeah. I mean, when you're scoring like that, though, you have to play him. And anyone that looked down the barrel of Jared McKinnon this past week uh, absolutely got torched. And you're probably not in the playoffs anymore. You, you got to ride the hot hand here. So you're going to play Jared McKinnon. Is, I don't know where this came. Has a pretty nice matchup versus Seattle, too. So that all um, kind of works in his favor. I think um, all hands are on deck with Jared McKinnon. All right. Uh, Delvin Cook kind of did what we expected last week. Bounced back, 95 yards, another 95 receiving yards with a touchdown. And he has a very nice matchup against the Giants coming up. Um, so he's an obvious RB1 start, right? Yeah, now load him up, get him ready to play next week. Um, another no-brainer, Derrick Henry, 104 yards, 59 receiving yards, rushing touchdown. You're playing him. The Yeti is one of the very few players that were actually in the top 10 that didn't disappoint you. CMC is another one that didn't disappoint you. It's not the Jonathan Taylor experience. Right. Um, so you just mentioned him. CMC continues his monster return since going to the 49ers. 108 rushing yards, another 30 receiving yards, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, RB1, you're starting him, right? Yep. Keep it rolling. Um, this one's a bit more interesting, I think, because I think he's a little bit underrated in some areas just because of the team he's on that has almost no other fantasy viable players. Ramadre Stevenson, um, 172 rushing yards and a rushing TD, has Cincinnati coming up next. Um, it's The Patriots are showing that they're committed to running the football. So do you, do you trust him going forward? I mean, he's had some game-winning weeks. Uh, listen, you, you follow the big performances at this point of the season. You really just have to. So yeah, even though Cincinnati's up next, I do trust him. I agree. I mean, I'd probably put him in RB2 range. Um, so that's up David Montgomery. So it gets interesting because as you mentioned, Khalil Herbert might be coming back this week. Um, only rushed 12, 12 times for 53 yards, but did, did get a touchdown and then got another touchdown through the air. Um, what do you think about him going forward? It's worth noting he has the Bills up nuts and then the Lions right after that. So some pretty tough games. So I do not like him for this upcoming week against the Bills. Um, I think they're going to look to absolutely crush the run this week because that's what the Chicago Bears do well. Montgomery's going to take at least a little bit of that back this upcoming week. I do think he will be active. But for that last matchup during the championship week, I think you do want to hang on to him because I think he could win you your championship against the Lions. Okay. Um, 
Saquon Barkley, decent game, 87 yards with a touchdown. Another five receptions for 33 yards for your PPR leads. Uh, you're starting him every week, right? Yeah. No, this is uh, a norm, and I've seen this on this list that you've created here. The big names are coming out to play the last few weeks, and if you were able to get through those early ruts of running backs not doing very well this season, they're paying off for you. One of the ones that didn't brought out this season was Saquon Barkley. Yep. Um, so this one's interesting. Tyler Algier, people were kind of high on him at the start of the season, comes out of nowhere this week, has had four straight weeks of single digit fantasy performances. Then this week goes for 139 yards and a touchdown. Does this just have trap written all over it? This absolutely has trap written all over it. I listen, getting a starting running back at this time of the year is tough. But I don't see him as anything more than an RB3 or flex running back after one decent week. Algier doesn't have a pop that really impresses me. Um, it, it It's a hand-me-down running back that just had a good performance this week. I, I think this is absolutely like putting your hand in a bear trap. I agree. Um, Latavius Murray finally takes advantage of owning that backfield. 130 yards and a touchdown. Faces the Rams next week for without Aaron Donald. What do you think? Well, I'd be a little bit more likely to play him than Tyler Algier, I think. I agree. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, and I actually benched this player this week because I didn't like how things were going and it worked out for me. Um, Jamal Williams. So has DeAndre Swift officially taken the job back? And is he solely a desperation touchdown dependent flats option at this point yeah he's a solely desperation touchdown dependent option but the thing here is he's scored touchdowns all season so i think you could still throw him in as a desperate touchdown option because when you have potentially 14 or 15 rolling into the last few weeks of the season it's a good amount of fantasy points not bad for running back three or flex option right so yeah you can throw him in there as a desperation option i don't care if he's not the starter anymore he falls into the end zone it is worth noting he had a touchdown called back this week um, <laughs> that would have saved his fantasy day, um, but has had three straight weeks of single-digit fantasy points. So do it, do it at your own risk. Um, Rashad White, only five points this week. Are you, with This offense is struggling. Are you out on this backfield? Yep, bench this backfield. Look at other options. Ryan, would you play Algier over these guys? Ooh, <laughs> I don't think so. Like, I almost I don't think, think I would go that far. I'd almost go Latavius Murray over them at all, just because he owns it. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson, only four points this week. We're officially done on him, right? We're you're. I'm not messing around with this commander's backfield. Not at the Antonio Gibson train. Totally agree. So the next one coming up must have been a heartbreaker for those owners. He was the the fab diamond that everyone was spending all their money to get for an end-of-the-season push. What happened? 13 carries, but only 23 yards. Was this a situation of just game script? Was it Zach Wilson being back? Um, and it's worth it. He's also dealing with an ankle injury, so keep an eye on that this week. It was uh, the fact that he got hurt in this game. And the defensive 
front of the Lions is a lot better than advertised and has been getting better over the last five weeks. They absolutely dominated the Jets in the trenches uh, from start to finish in that game. And that's the reason why they couldn't establish a run. At any point, they didn't establish a run. It was a bad matchup. And that ankle injury, I think, will hamper him a little bit these last two weeks. Okay. So keep an eye on that. Um, Scary. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, we mentioned, got injured early in the game. Done for the season with an ankle. Um, this one was interesting. Miles Sanders only... 2.9 fantasy points after having a pretty decent streak going and faces a tough Dallas defense next week. Are you playing him? I think you have tough? to play him. Yep. I think you're going to have to play him, even with Gardner Minshew out there. Uh, yep. They're playing to win the division. Dallas, I think, smells a little bit of blood there and is going to try to get a win. You, even if their starting quarterback isn't playing, Minshew has a kind of game script that can run that offense, I think, still pretty efficiently, even against a tough defense. Um, even with Minshew there, call it an upset. I think the Eagles could still win that game. Yeah, I think it happened. Um, the last running back here, James Cook, 11 points. He did outscore Singletary and Matt Breida. Does he have flex value going forward? Is this Bill's backfield too unpredictable? Yeah, it's too unpredictable for your championship rounds. Uh, this would be a break glass in case of emergency. I just don't like they're going back and forth between these two players. Uh, see what the reps are in training camp next year before you draft. But as of right now, I do not like this situation. Totally agree. And that's it. What do, what do you want next? We got quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses. Tight ends. All right, so we got to talk about this big one. Probably won't be my week this week. George <laughs> Kittle, big return. Four receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Kind of reward all the managers that have held on to him this long. Are you keeping him in your lineup? Is he kind of a boomer bust option? I feel or he's going to be full boom going in the next two weeks. I think Purdy's going to see him as his safety valve, as his Christian McCaffrey. They're two of the more talented players on that offense. Ayuk is there. Dio Samuel is hurt. That really helps bring some targets around on this offense. And like I said, there's nothing better for an inexperienced quarterback than the safety blanket of having a George Kittle on your team. Look for Kittle to be very good the next two weeks, I think. And just to show how bad the tight end position has been this year, Kittle with two big weeks is tight end number five. Yep. And look for that to go up, I think, next week. Uh, Juwayne Johnson. I know he's been talked about on the show a couple times. Finished this week as tight end number two. Four receptions, 67 yards, and two touchdowns. He's been a top 10 tight end in four of his last five starts. You, you playing him? The tight end position has been absolutely garbage outside of the top five up to this point now. So, yeah, he's been a model of consistency at that position with a floor of double digits the last four or five weeks, as you stated here. So, yeah, I'm more than happy to start him if I really don't have one going the last few weeks. I like it. Uh, Dawson Knotts, strong back-to-back week, sits receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown, uh, and has Chicago coming up. You fine with that matchup? I'm really shying away from Dawson Knox. I understand that he's had two decent weeks here, but there was a very long stretch of time where he did absolutely nothing for you, and he has the potential to get you at goose egg any given week because there's a lot of weapons on that Bills offense, and they look to go a whole plethora of different routes. Uh, the matchup's decent but i would look elsewhere uh with the safety valve of potentially a Jawan johnson yeah 
Um, Travis Kelsey does what he does. Um, 10 receptions, 105 yards. Just good for you if you have him because he is he has a lock on that position. Yep, nothing more. Uh, speaking of Dusites, Mark Andrews, third straight single-digit fantasy performance. Is it time to start considering benching him for one of these streaming options or do you kind of kind of hold on to him still you know he's been banged up since about midway through the season and has done absolutely nothing for rosters i am gonna regret saying this but i think you can bench him for one of these other options it he's not performing i i think it's simply for the fact that seriously when you looked at him on the injury report they were saying banged up arms legs just any injury you could think of he was going along he's just he needs rest, and he's struggling towards the end of the season. Um, God, I, I may considering benching him if I've got a decent option like a Juwan Johnson. Um, I it's, tough, it's tough based on the name, maybe a Greg Dolchich. Um, I would play him over someone like an Axe, but th- it's really tough. I, I, I don't know if you can play him. Yeah, um, and speaking of, so Greg Dolchich's breakout lasted a whole one week. Finished this week with one reception for 11 yards. But if Russell Wilson returns this week, do you have confidence in him? I have more confidence in him than Mark Andrews, I think, if Russell Wilson returns. If Russell Wilson's not on the field, I don't think I would. Okay. And then, so this person hasn't been fantasy relevant in a while. I'm just burning it up because it's annoying. The Dolphins have officially made Mike Gisetti completely irrelevant, even though he's super talented. And put up 1.5 points this year, this week, which is somehow more than his last four weeks. It's just a huge waste of talent, and I hope he gets traded. That's That's really all you can say about that. He's been absolutely rotting away in Miami, and that's because they have two excellent wide receivers on the outside, and Tua likes to flow passes to those wide receivers that make him look immensely more talented than he actually is. Yep, basically. Um, So – Quarterbacks and defense left. Let's go to the DSTs. All right. Uh, I just did the top three. Um, so the Colts, basically all in the first half versus the Vikings. Two interceptions, seven sats, a forced fumble, and a defensive touchdown. Um, I think blowing a 33-point lead, the number of points they scored should have been zero after that. But fantasy doesn't work that way. So they had a very strong performance. Saturday Night Miracle given up by Jeff Saturday. Really, really pad the resume to be a head coach next year. Good job, Jeff Saturday. Uh, As stated on another podcast, you couldn't have given your playbook to the Minnesota Vikings and gotten a more perfect result than the Minnesota Vikings experienced during that game. So, excellent job. Yeah, don't play the Colts defense going forward. No. Um, That's up. I'm saying Giants defense, but really it was Thibodeau. Came on, Thibodeau. Three sats, a touchdown, four forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. Uh, Thibodeau did all did mo- half of that in the first quarter. Uh, so very strong game by them. Absolutely a strong game by them. You think the ghost is happy with them? Probably. I haven't seen him. Let's ask him. That's like a woo, like a happy one. Yeah, no, it's definitely a happy woo. 
Um, and next up was the Eagles defense. Six sats, three forced fumbles, and one fumble recovery. Uh, their defense has actually been, like, despite how many shootouts they've been in, their defense is actually sneakily good. Yeah, no, it's it's good for Dynasty. It's good for regular fantasy football. Just overall good for fantasy football in every format. And listen to our waiver show for um, the top defensive ads you can do this week. Because I am a big fan of streaming defenses weekly, depending on who you have as your starting defense. I've got three or four for you in the in the waiver show. Beautiful. All right. So last but not least, the quarterbacks. Um, some some no brainers here. Uh, Josh Allen, three hundred and four yards, four touchdowns, seventy seven rushing yards. Um, obvious QB one every week has a nice matchup versus Chicago. Um, so. There's not much else to say there. Only question I've got for you is, uh, in, is this one in new era? Because the Chicago players really need to watch for snowballs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, actually. Damn Bills fans. Yeah. Uh, next up, Kirk Cousins, basically all in the second half. Um, 460 yards, four touchdowns, his best fantasy performance of the season, and has a very nice matchup coming up versus the Giants. How do you feel about it? They're going to be coming in feeling pretty good. It's a decent matchup. Thibodeau will be on the other side. That'll help a little bit. But the Minnesota Vikings should have a pretty decent performance. There's a nice low floor for that game and a nice ceiling for Kirk Cousins. So I think you can stream him. Totally agree. Uh, Trevor Lawrence continues his late season improvement. He is now ranked quarterback number six on the season. 318 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Are you... Do you think you could start him at QB1 at this point? Yeah, you can absolutely start him at QB1. He's done it four out of five weeks now. Uh, he took advantage of a very tough Dallas defense and made him look like a peewee team in the second half of that game. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is arrived, he's elevated, and he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback next year. Yeah. And totally. maybe the last two weeks. So, good for dynasty owners as well. Um Next up, uh, he's hurt, but Jalen Hurts, 315 yards, no throwing touchdowns, but got three on the ground. Same old, same old. Um, Let's go, Minshew. Also, not shocking news. Well, that's a good point to bring up, though. Gardner Minshew, would you start him in Superflex anyway? Oh, absolutely, in Superflex. Uh, but, I mean, in a 12QB format, going into your playoffs, nah, I don't think you can play Minshew that high. Two quarterback. If you had to choose between Brady and Minshew, Oof. who are you pitching? Give me the matchups, too. Uh, so the Jags is the cow, the Cowboys. I mean, the Eagles are the Cowboys. Yep. Brady has Arizona. Oh. Ooh, I actually think Brady versus Arizona, probably. I think I would take Tom Brady that week. Yeah. Yeah, interesting question though. Um, Mahomes also not shocking. Three hundred and thirty-six passing yards, two touchdowns, and another rushing touchdown on the ground. Um, clearly doesn't need Tyreek Hill, and it's annoying, but whatever. <laughs> he's, uh, he's Patrick Mahomes. I'll give give you a little bit little bit of time to be happy. Zach Wilson actually had a QB one performance, finished QB eleven. Do you trust him going forward against the Jags? Super flat start. 
What do you nope. think? Absolutely not. Okay. When you're throwing interceptions to literally no one but three defenders, regardless of great performances because you throw three really deep passes and throw 52%, so under 55%, which is asinine and terrible in the league, and you're getting kudos for it, no, I don't trust you in fantasy because guess what? You may come out and throw 90 yards against a given defense, which he did against your Patriots. So, no, I don't trust him. That's also true. Um, Geno Smith had a down week of only 17 points. Does he bounce back this upcoming week? Yeah, he'll bounce back. He's, I think, going to be solid, a lot more solid than Zach Wilson. Okay. Um, Jared Goff returned to earth this week, only put up 16 points. Has the Panthers coming up nuts? What do you think? He's someone that's very streamable this week. Um, the Panthers, I think, can be taken advantage of in that secondary. And Jared Goff only came back to earth a little bit because the Jets have a pretty good secondary and a decent defense where the Panthers are good up front but can be taken advantage, as I said, in that secondary. So, yeah, I look for him to pass the ball around a lot, and I think he's going to have a 300-yard performance this upcoming week. All right, and that's it. That closes out our show. Absolutely. So, guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. We are also live on Twitch and Twitter. You can reach us on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football for your start and sit questions. You can also reach us on Twitter at Garbage underscore Time FF. If you want to win this Miles Sanders card, all you have to do is like and subscribe to the show. Leave a comment. You are a part of the Ackley fandom. Leave us a five-star review. And as already stated, if you want to leave voicemails and hate mails, you can do that at www.garbagetimeff.com. Reach to us in the comments live on these episodes or anywhere you have these podcasts, and we will respond to you and help you win championships with the Heckling Fandom. Ryan, anything you want to say to the Heckling Fandom before we get out of here? Nope, that's it. All right, guys. See you on the waiver show, and let's get you to the next round of your playoffs. Mm-hmm.